Good morning. We're so good, glad to be in this place of worship with you, that this can be a place where you can come and encounter God, 
My name is Taylor Pride Barefoot, and I'm one of the pastors here. Um, as always, we invite you to let us know that you're here. We have the hospitality pads on the inside of the pew. If you can just make sure to pass that down so you can let us know that you're worshiping with us today and how we can be in prayer and service with you as your church. Um, I'm up here with my friend and colleague, Pastor Nathan Arledge. It's good uh, to be together. It's good to be in this space. It's good to be online with you. It's good to know that we continue to grow together and continue to thrive together as a church. Some of the ways that we are able to do that is by receiving the invitation that's within your bulletin to plug in, um, to come and experience God's presence, to come and enjoy one another's company. Uh, a couple ones that I want to point out in here are Discover Myers Park. You might be sitting there thinking, gosh, why do we do these particular things as United Methodist Church? Why do we do this as Myers Park United Methodist Church? This is a great place for you to learn and to grow. Um, that is next Sunday in room 108. And also our baptism class, again, it might be something you want to explore. You might know somebody that wants to have their child baptized, or you as an adult need to be baptized. Um, reach out um, to Pastor Jessica. She'll be able to get you all that information. And now let's continue to receive that invitation from God to be here and worship.
Let us continue to praise God by affirming our faith with the Apostles' Creed found on 881 of your hymnal. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Let us unite our hearts and our voices together as we offer our prayer of confession. Holy God, breathe new life into us. Where there is idleness, inspire growth. Where there is distraction, guide us toward you. Where there is bitterness, shower us with grace. May your love transform us, O Lord. Amen. Hear the good news that Christ died for us while we were yet sinners. That proves God's love towards us. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Glory to God. Amen. The Old Testament reading is Genesis chapter 28, beginning with the 10th verse. Jacob left Beersheba and went toward Haran. And he came to a certain place and stayed there that night because the sun had set. Taking one of the stones, he put it under his head and lay down in that place to sleep. And he dreamed that there was a ladder set upon the earth and the top of it reached to heaven. And behold, the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord the God of Abraham, your father, and the God of Isaac. The land on which you lie, I will give to you and your descendants, and your descendants shall be like the dust of the earth, and you shall spread abroad to the west, to the east, to the north, and to the south. And by you and your descendants shall all the families of the earth bless themselves. Behold, I am with you and will keep you wherever you go and will bring you back to this land, for I will not leave you until I have done that of which I have spoken to you. Then Jacob awoke from his sleep and said, 
Surely the Lord is in this place, and I did not know it. And he was afraid and said, How awesome is this place! This is none other than the house of God, and this is the gate of heaven. So Jacob rose early in the morning, and he took the stone which he had put under his head and set it up for a pillar and poured oil on the top of it. He called the name of that place Bethel, but the name of the city was Luz at the first. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. To give a little backstory to this uh, story in scripture, it's important to know that Jacob is on the run. He has betrayed his brother, he is uncertain of his future, and he doesn't really know where home is. Jacob's unsure of where he stands with God and his family, and he is carrying a tremendous amount of grief, anxiety, uncertainty, and fear with him as he flees. Jacob had just lied to his dying father, is estranged from his brother, and is probably wondering if God would reject him too. Jacob cannot continue on his journey any longer and decides he needs to lay down to sleep. Jacob is in a foreign place. There's no bed and breakfast. There's not even a town that he can stop in. Instead, he literally finds a rock and falls asleep on the ground. And in this slumber, he has a dream. This dream is so vivid that it changes his life. Now, Jacob could have just written it off to having some chocolate milk before bed, but he realizes that this dream is so vivid that it could only be from God. Jacob dreams that heaven has broken open and a ladder has descended from the heavens to earth and that God is meeting Jacob. God is speaking directly to Jacob and reminds him of his family, that he is the son of Isaac, who is the son of Abraham. And this is when Jacob is feeling so separated from his family, God reminds him who he is and who he belongs to. God reminds him of his people and the land that will be his. God promises Jacob that God will go wherever Jacob goes, and he will never be alone. In Jacob's isolation, fear, uncertainty, and grief, God meets him and assures him he will never be alone. And Jacob's faith shifts, and he says, Surely the presence of the Lord is in this place, and I did not know it. And Jacob isn't even a sympathetic case. He has betrayed his family. He's lied to his dad. Yet God meets Jacob in this profound way in this dream. And this encounter changes Jacob. Those of you who have had encounters with God like this, you may not have had a vision, but maybe you have had an experience where you felt in a powerful way that God is real and God is with you. And when we have these kind of moments, we know how much they can change us and our faith. My Jacob's Ladder moment happened in the fall of 2015. I was studying abroad in Rome, Italy, and I was with new classmates who I was really different from. 
They were devout Catholics who I differed from theologically in ways that were making this a season of isolation and loneliness. During my study abroad, I received the dreaded text from my parents that they needed to call me and they had something to tell me. On the other side of the world, very alone, I found out that my grandmother had passed away and that there wasn't going to be a realistic way for me to get back to Canada for the funeral. I struggled with this news. I was alone with practically strangers and I was navigating the grief of losing my first grandparent who I really loved. I, and I remember the day of her funeral. I woke up in my Italian apartment and like every morning we opened the windows that overlooked the common space or the piazza between all the apartments in our complex. And I remember that I heard a noise that I had never heard come from any of the apartments before. Someone had started to play the violin and they didn't stop playing the violin. They played the entire day. And I had never heard a violin come from that apartment before. I had had plans to leave my apartment that day to explore the city, but instead I chose to stay and listen to the violin. You see, uh, I had been playing the violin since I was five years old. I, like many kids around middle school, had stopped taking lessons but I kept playing my violin every now and again because I kept playing for my grandma. Every time I visited her, she asked me to bring my violin. The only time I would practice was right before a trip to Canada when I would show her a new song. Even in her late stages of dementia, she would forget my name and what grade I was in or if I'd graduated high school, but she always asked me about the violin. The violin was always ours. I could have decided that my violinist neighbor was just a coincidence, and maybe it was. But what if it was God meeting me in my grief, using a stranger who didn't even speak the same language as me to meet me in my grief and sing a song that only I would understand? to give me peace and presence of God when I felt alone and unsure where God was. Surely the presence of the Lord is in this place and I did not know it. God meets us in our lives. God takes ordinary things and makes them extraordinary. Like me, Jacob was so overcome by this encounter with God that Jacob wants to remember the place for what it was to him. So he takes the rock that he had slept on, turns it into a pillar, pours oil on it so that it can be remembered as the place that he encountered God. The irony of this moment is that God had just promised Jacob that he will go with him everywhere. He will never be alone. That no matter where Jacob is, God is with him too. Yet Jacob has this impulse to memorialize this encounter so that it can be remembered, that it can be set apart and revisited. And there's something so relatable about this impulse from Jacob. How often have we walked past a park bench with someone's name on it because 
the people in that person's life knew how much they loved that park or that overlook, and they wanted to remember. Or we've seen the plaques and the doors or the pews or the stained glasses and churches reminding us that someone here met and encountered God and loved this church. Or the times that we have tried to capture the perfect sunset or take a video of the concert that just felt so magical. We have this yearning to try to capture the magic of an experience or a place, but the reality is the sunset is never as beautiful as the picture. You can't video a concert in the same way, and a pew is just a pew outside of worship. Even the church building we find ourselves in today is a memorial of the religious experience of the people before us. The faithful members of our church in the 1920s built our church as a touchstone to remember God shows up here. Surely the presence of the Lord is in this place. That group of people had the, had the hope that this place would continue to be a place where people encounter God. And friends, you may be here today because this is a place you've been experiencing God. Or maybe like Jacob, you are waiting to experience God. And no matter what, you are someone who is seeking hope. You are surrounded by people who are seeking hope together. Many of you have been a part of our Hope is Here building campaign as we are in the midst of building a new building over here. This is an act of faith because we are showing that we believe that God is in this place, that this will be a place where people encounter God where lives will be transformed, lives that have not walked through this church doors yet. This is a place where God will meet us. Your experience of God's goodness in this place has inspired you to lay your own stone, to pour oil, to let others know in our community that this is a place where the Lord is. Surely the presence of the Lord is here. Part of this act of Jacob pu pulling the rock up to make a pillar is that Jacob is actively trying to remember this moment himself. His future is still uncertain, but one thing he wants to remember is that God is with him and God will continue to be with him. I was really inspired to find out that one of our young adults, David Cruz, has an entire wall in his apartment of snippets and reminders of his spirituality. The wall in his apartment is, is filled with prayers cut out of our bulletins, lyrics to the anthems, the liturgies we speak each week, palm fronds from the various Palm Sundays, and a number of other reminders that God has been encountered in this space. David has experienced God in powerful ways Sunday by Sunday at our church and brings home our bulletin as a way to remember so that even a Tuesday evening can be as holy as an encounter at, with God as Sunday morning was to him. I was inspired by David's choice to remember God's presence throughout his week. Stories like today's and Jacob's Ladder can sometimes make me think that these God encounters are these huge, almost cinematic events that change our lives. 
But the reality is, which God reminds us in this story, is that God is always with us. God is already here on Sunday morning. God was with you on Wednesday and Friday and every day in between. When we spend so much time looking for our lives to be dramatically altered, we sometimes forget that God is in the little things. The prayer of confession, the call to worship the sunrise earlier this week, the frogs singing at night, the text from a friend, the smell of dinner, the tears of our grief, the summer breeze. God is always here. As many of you have been following the various trips throughout our summer, you may know that our senior class went to the Holy Land, to Israel, with Dr. Howell and our youth staff. I mistakenly assumed that this would be a life-changing experience for these seniors, that they would encounter God in new ways that would change their faith forever. So when they came back, I excitedly checked in on them to see how life-changing it had been. And I was met with the response that was wisely shared by one of our seniors, Dean Lowry. He had said to his peers, you know, it's not that this trip was faith-changing. It was really faith-affirming. This trip affirmed the faith I already had. Seeing where Jesus preached the Sermon on the Mount affirmed the faith they already had. Touching the site of Jesus' birth and death affirmed the faith they already had. They have experienced the miracle of baptism here in Myers Park Sunday after Sunday throughout their entire lives. So being at the Jordan River affirmed the faith they already had. They had already experienced the power of resurrection as they mourned the loss of their classmates throughout their, their high school career. So the sight of the cross simply affirmed the faith they already had. This city, Charlotte, their high schools, their youth group, their mission trips had already been holy sites of encounters of God being in the Holy Land simply added to their faith rather than change it altogether. The story of Jacob's ladder is a reminder that God is already around us. The church, when we worship all of the times we experience God, are affirmations of the truth we already know. That we have a God who doesn't leave us, who is with us always. For Jacob, the vision of the ladder disappears when Jacob wakes up. But the rock pillar remains and is permanent and tangible. We know that it is hard to bottle a spiritual encounter or a means of grace. It is hard to hold on to those feelings, and it can be really hard to remember what it felt like. But we have a God who knows this, and a God who helps us to remember this promise. Today, we get to remember the promise that God is always with us through the gift of the communion table. God pursues us with this reminder that every time that we gather around bread and wine, Jesus would be with us. All it takes is bread and Welch's grape juice 
that any time that we share a meal together, we believe, we know, we experience that surely the presence of the Lord is in this place. We have a God who loves us, who pursues us when we feel alone, and has invited us to this holy space to remember that we are together with a God who loves us. Thanks be to God. Friends, would you join me in a time of prayer? Gracious and merciful Father, we rejoice this morning to come into your presence while we know that surely you are in this place with us. We still recognize that this is a special time with you time that we have intentionally set aside to worship you. We remind ourselves that you are the creator of all things, seen and unseen. You formed us in the likeness of your own image and you gave us life so that we could enjoy you forever. You are the God who sought us out, who made covenants with our ancestors, who entered our world and our story to make a new everlasting covenant with us. For this and for all your wondrous acts, we bring you our praise, honor, and glory. Lord, in your mercy. We give you thanks for the abundance of blessings that you have poured out on all of us here. Forgive us when we believe that we're doing pretty well and that all we need is a little help from you. Forgive us when we ask you to bless whatever we're doing instead of seeking your will and doing those things which you bless. You know the state of our hearts, Lord. You know when we are anxious, when we worry. You weep with us when we mourn. You too get angry in the face of injustice. Your heart aches for the poor and the oppressed. And you laugh with us. When things are funny, sometimes you laugh at us. But that's all right because we know that you are with us and that you love us. And you know our dreams and hopes as well. So today we lift all of these up to you, naming them now in silence. Merciful Lord, grant your peace and comfort to all those who mourn, especially to the family of Herb Spa, who has finished his course in faith. Surround them with the assurance of your love and bring healing and wholeness to all who suffer. Lord, in your mercy. On this morning, we pray for our congregation. Send your Holy Spirit upon us that the fullness and joy of our own spirits will overflow into our community. Transform us into your own disciples, whose desire is to seek first your kingdom 
to live in community with one another. Lord, you call us in so many ways in the day-to-day -day times, in the real places and events of our lives. Inspire us to get up and to follow where you lead and to find the sacred waiting there for us. O God of steadfast love and mercy, receive our prayers and our secret yearnings. Make us ever aware of your steadfast presence and love. Through your Son and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Friends, as the ushers come forward and we prepare to bring to God his tithes and our offerings, I want to remind you that giving is an act of worship. And your generosity makes it possible for us to have this place, for us to offer opportunities for people to encounter God. And we thank you.
Generous God, it is with joy that we bring you a portion of that with which you have already blessed us. We ask you to receive it, bless it, multiply it, use it for your purposes in your kingdom, that the world may know your love. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.
Church, the table is set for all people. No matter if you feel far or close to God, this table is open to all of God's children who desire to experience God in this place. For those of you who are worshiping at home, we encourage you to grab some bread and juice that you can make your home into a holy place as well. We will follow the sung responses in the bulletin or in your hymnal. And for those of you who are here, we will serve communion by intinction, which means you will be handed a little piece of bread that we encourage you to dip in the cup. Uh, if you are seeking a gluten-free option, just ask any of the servers and we will make sure to get that to you. You may also receive at the kneeling rail um, if that is preferred for you. And you can also come to the kneeling rail to pray afterwards. That's always an invitation. Let us go to God's table together. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and a good and joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. And in so with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. is your son Jesus Christ by the baptism of his suffering death and resurrection you gave birth to your church delivered us from slavery to sin and death and made with us a new covenant by water and the spirit on the night in which he gave himself up for us he took bread gave thanks to you broke the bread and said take eat this is my body which is given for you do this in remembrance of me when the supper was over, he took the cup, gave thanks to you, gave it to his disciples and said, drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so in remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and wine. Make them be for us the body and the blood of Christ that we may be for the world the body of Christ, redeemed by his blood. By your spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at his heavenly banquet. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit in your holy church, all honor and glory is yours, almighty God, now and forever. Mm -hmm. 
confidence of the children of God, let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not in temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Because there is one loaf, we who are many are one body, for we all partake of the one loaf. The bread which we break is a sharing in the body of Christ. The cup over which we give thanks is a means of the sharing in the blood of Christ. Thanks be to God.
Friends, God has met us in this place. Let us finish um, the table by praying the prayer after communion. Eternal God, we give you thanks for this holy mystery in which you have given yourself to us. Grant that we may go into the world in the strength of your spirit to give ourselves for others. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.
presence of the Lord is in this place. Friends, go from this place with the assurance that God will be with us. We will encounter God in our homes, in our workplaces, in our relationships. God is not only here, but God is with us everywhere. Go now in peace. Thank you.